Hello, and welcome back to another episode <laughs> of Talk About It, Sis. This is season two, episode three. We're recording this on a Sunday night, <laughs> so bear with us. I'm your co-host, Maya, and I'm here with my other co-host, Amanda. Amanda, do you want to tell us a little bit about what we are talking about today? Sure. And hey, guys, how are you doing? <laughs> we will try not to be dry today. <laughs> yes. But yeah, so today we're talking about motherhood, motherhood and its struggles, how it's changed for millennial women, motherhood during the pandemic after, you know, that transition, just, you know, a whole bunch of sub topics that flow into one. Okay. Want to start us off? <laughs> <laughs> sure, guys, I'm so used to Maya leading. Okay. Um, oh, yeah. Yes. Like, not today, sweetheart. <laughs> <laughs> one of the um, reasons we were, you know, wanted to talk about this, about it this week is that as we're kind of transitioning into a, some sort of normalcy after the pandemic, um, and when I say normalcy, I mean most kids have returned to school, jobs have opened back up. We kind of wanted to make sure we highlight, you know, what the moms were going through um, during the pandemic, and it just brought up a whole bunch of other discussions. So I just wanted to um, read some data or some stats from a study that was done. The study was done by the United States National Pandemic Emotional Impact Report. And pretty much what it said was there was a 41% increase in heavy drinking among women, particularly women who had children. Oh, I, I saw that. I, okay, you did. Yeah. And PR did a whole mm -hmm. like podcast episode on the increase in drinking. But go ahead. Yes. Um, in addition to the drinking, women had higher rates of of clinically significant anxiety compared to men with children under 18 and women with no children, with no minor children. And a part of that also has to do with, you know, schools being closed. So the children are at home all day, um, you know, workers remote. It's, it's just a whole bunch. So I don't know. Where, where do you think we should start with this? What's on, what's your first thought? My thing is, I think that motherhood is tough, whether we're in a pandemic or not. So mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm like definitely expanding it beyond that. Like, yeah, I'm like, mm -hmm. okay, yes, I can understand why that would be super hard for mothers. Um, but I think even without a pandemic, motherhood is hard. So I think it's probably mm -hmm. just like exacerbated. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I guess because you brought it up, what do you feel like your experience? <laughs> you started drinking heavier in the pandemic or that it was super hard for you as a mom? Absolutely to both. I um I was a little and honestly a little embarrassed that my drinking increased during the pandemic. And then when I did see the um uh -huh. the study come out, came out like in April, and then eventually I got to talk to other moms, moms who I didn't even think like were the drinking types. It was like this confession, like, yeah, mm -hmm. I wake up at 10 o'clock and have some wine. <laughs> and I'm not saying that's right, but it did make me feel like Damn. a little bit better. <laughs> uh, just a tad bit better. Um, yeah. About that whole process. But what you said is right. Motherhood is definitely tough. It was tough before the pandemic. And for me, I feel like being a millennial mom, I feel like a lot of mothers in my age group, like 30s to early 40s, we're in this kind of transition period where gender roles are being challenged, but we also grew up watching our parents and grandparents follow them. So it's like, we want to challenge them. We're working women. We're not really mm -hmm. in the house, but also that's all we know. And for me, it is a but struggle. But like challenge them in what way? The idea that women are the sole caretakers of the house, laundry, cooking, raising the children, things like that. Yeah. But also we're working more, you know, um, like black women are, yeah. you know, opening it 
opening businesses, we're being, you know, we're educated, but there's still this also expectation that we got to be these also awesome moms. Yeah. No, that makes a lot of sense. And then like, I guess my question is like, in what day, in what ways do you feel like you're trying to break that or are breaking it? And like, in what ways do you get pulled back into it? So it's crazy. So one of the ways it's like cleaning the house. I had a, I had a male friend tell me that I was making excuses for um, not keeping my house clean and that I wanted a full-time um, house cleaner. I said, you know, it's really hard to keep my house clean because I have kids, I have a job. At the time when he said it, I was in school. He was like, ah, eh, no, those just excuses i was like wow this is that mindset is still going on from people from millennial men in 2021 of course sexism (laughs) don't die Mm -hmm. (laughs) right and so when he said that i was like i'm not gonna i'm not gonna pretend like it didn't bother me i was like am i making i was like no f that like yeah no way i mean there's it's so much that i can do with my time including spending time with my children where i should not be cleaning the house 24 7 like pretty much all my downtime is to keeping the house up i mean no person should do that like yeah. no woman even if you don't have kids like if you can afford a cleaner get a cleaner and also <laughs> that's like, one why, of the roles also like why is it only up to you right like he did your friend say anything about like oh man dang like maybe your husband can help you out or like no kid, he did kid. not say that. <laughs> that, was, he... that was not an option <laughs> of course it wasn't that's the, that's the whole point but go ahead yeah and so there's you know know one part of me i didn't actually grow up seeing my um my mom do that because my dad did help out Mm -hmm. in terms of cleaning and cooking and stuff but he didn't also he didn't assume the role of taking raisiness in terms of like school and making decisions for us and things like yeah it's so Um, interesting i just didn't see that yeah it's so interesting i'm like if i do end up getting married my husband is going to be sadly disappointed (laughs) i'm like i'm I'm definitely not like dirty like i know how to clean but i am messy i'm just like a dis organized person that's who i am it's probably not going to change i just recently tried to like uh, reorganize my closet and i did and i was so proud of myself but i'm like it just that just does not come naturally to me and i felt like a mm-hmm. lot of people expect like oh you're a woman like you've been right. learning how to clean since you were a kid and i'm like actually not look for me my mom was like a super clean freak growing up so she cleaned it, everything because she wanted it done the way that she wanted it done so she didn't even mm-hmm. give us a chance to like learn how to clean like obviously i know how to clean because I taught myself mm-hmm. like later on in life but I feel like what is that expectation like how are moms supposed to be like taking care of kids making sure the house is clean making sure dinner's on the table and you and going to work and like you and your husband or your partner work the same obviously we're mm-hmm. only talking about like heterosexual relationships but when it comes to that it's like men and women work the same hours a week but then y'all have like three extra jobs like I don't mm-hmm. how like how do people how do some people not see that is crazy to me I'm like I don't have any <laughs> kids and i find it hard to find time to clean <laughs> you know mm-hmm. like, so that's why when i look at when i look at motherhood yes mm-hmm. it seems like so rewarding mm-hmm. but i'm also like that it looks really hard i gotta think about like my body changing you know yeah. like i gotta think about Ooh. losing my identity that's, basically that's a like, big one that's a big yeah, lose, <laughs> exactly like i i feel like okay especially like if you're a later mom like i imagine you know i'm 31 now if i do decide to have kids i'm already like established in my personality and my life mm-hmm. like so i feel like that would be a huge transition for me like mm-hmm. i like to travel all the time i like to just get up and go i i don't i'm not in relationships so i can literally do whatever i want i don't have to ask mm-hmm. anybody anything so i'm like if i were to then change and like how to take care of children i think that would be a very tough adjustment and i imagine that it is a very mm-hmm. tough adjustment 
for a lot of a lot of women. I don't know if yeah. you want to talk specifically like about your experience and that adjustment. Um, it was a, a minor adjustment for me because I was like, for me, I, I hung out a lot, but because I was married, I was already kind of slowing down my mm-hmm. outside and party life. So mm-hmm. having a baby kind of just put the little cherry on top. Like, yeah. all right, life is over for you. But I do a lot. <laughs> Even that thought, though, life, your life is over. But go ahead. <laughs> I know that sounds uh, dr- drastic. But for me, it actually wasn't because I, I had to learn that my life isn't over. And I'm going to be bringing my son with me everywhere I go. We're going to be out. Like, I'm not going to just be stuck in the house with this child and afraid to see the world. And for some moms, especially I think older moms, they don't believe in that. I mean, I remember being at the airport with my son Mahadi when he was, you know, still an infant. I had him in the carrier and I'm like taking shots at the airport bar. I'm dead. <laughs> I just remember like these two older, um, older women, white women, they were looking at me like, and I'm sitting there like, whatever, I'm traveling and I got to bring my son with me. And I'm going to enjoy this moment. You know, I got breast milk pumped. It's that's it yeah and for me that's me trying to keep my identity trying to keep myself just social and i do know and for me i I actually heard this from moms before who have told me like i wish i was more like that when i had my infant because there are a lot of moms who are scared Mm -hmm. who do not feel comfortable like traveling with their infant children it's just so overwhelming for them yeah so understandably so no you mentioned a good point about identity because it's the older i would say i've gotten my how i look is definitely like like probably top three in terms of how i view myself and my children like my physical look like how i (laughs) became to grow into my hips Mm -hmm. (laughs) my and things like that that's mm-hmm. a really hard part um yeah uh motherhood after the physical part that women definitely we talk about it amongst ourselves but instagram does not help when you see all these women that bounce back yeah celebrities and it's like yeah i still attractive so like what are those conversations like like obviously i haven't ain't nobody having those conversations with me you know like well here's the other part of it here another trash man comment mm-hmm. um i had a conversation with another man and two other men separate about losing weight after a baby um mm-hmm. and they both in different ways said you're making excuses <laughs> Mm. <laughs> like if you want to lose this weight all you got to do is do this eat that and i'm like i get it i get it but it's it's easier said than done oh yeah for sure and so for moms you you know who have multiple children you you're cooking all these meals per day you may be cooking a different meal for your spouse you're too exhausted to meal prep like yeah i mean like come on and then you know your day starts at 5 6 a.m and it doesn't end to like 12 and you've been on your feet you may not want to work wake up and work out it's like really hard to get back into that space especially if you don't have any like extra like a nanny or something yeah yeah and then like i mean obviously i haven't had this experience but i just imagine like if you have a baby and you're feeling depressed about your body it can be hard to find the motivation to get up and work out you know like because depression is real and a lot of people go through like postpartum depression so like we're not even factoring that into like like hello how you're functioning after you have a baby and like people just expecting you to like be okay and snap back yeah i was trying to see if there were like any reports or like surveys done on men and how they view postpartum and i really couldn't find any but mm-hmm. like anecdotally, I've had women share with me that their husbands didn't take their postpartum seriously. But like, and what does just, that even mean? 
Like, like what do you mean not, you don't take my postpartum seriously? Like, it's not a thing. Like, you're, I've heard that from women before, which definitely sucks. And I like to believe it's probably more men. I've actually seen a t- tweets about it. And then I've h- heard women share that with me. Like, postpartum isn't real. But what? <laughs> like, <laughs> a quick Google search will tell you that it's not true. So I'm just confused about. I've, yeah. Oh, God. I'm confused, the- too. So I can't imagine being in the house with a man who believes that my postpartum, this depression after I gave birth, is not real. Like, so many women have committed suicide, have hurt their children. Oh, my God. Yeah. And it's just like, oh, I don't believe in that. I just I mean, cannot. I might as well be single. I feel like if a man told me, I might as well be single and raise this kid by myself. Because you're that not is so me. horrible. I can't imagine that. Having postpartum depression, mm-hmm. then having your partner who's supposed to be there to support you not believe it's even a thing. That probably mm-hmm. just makes the depression 20 times worse. That's horrible. Bar mm-hmm. is on the floor. I it am. is on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, did you, ex- did you experience postpartum depression if so like what was that like oh yeah definitely it's it's just like i guess if you've never experienced depression i've experienced depression for a large part of my young adult life so it's just like feeling like you're not good enough mm-hmm. feeling like um you're never going to get back to your, like your true self especially especially during the pandemic you can't leave the house mm-hmm. you can't get you know couldn't really get fresh air um and this was like how i felt and feeling like did i make the right decision in having mm. this baby Damn. and very interestingly um doctors ask you when you come in for your postpartum checkup the first thing they ask you is have you thought about hurting the baby oh my gosh really mm-hmm. yeah wow. because that's how bad postpartum can get where you're like there oh are women goodness. who, I mean, there are women who actually harm their children. I mean, we see, you, yeah. you know, read stories yeah, in the news. That. But there's a reason doctors ask that question. Wow. Yeah. I um, I definitely went through times like where I, you know, was I had regrets. Like, was this the right time? Or, yeah. you know, am I making the right decision in terms of finances, in terms of my mental health? But at that point, you know, it's too late. <laughs> yeah. But, <laughs> and how do you kind of like work through those feelings? Like, does it get better? Yeah, it gets better, especially when it gets easier. A lot of that, too, comes from sleep deprivation. So I think we've talked about that on other episodes, how important sleep is for our mental health. Like Mm -hmm. a a good eight hours of rest every day can make a difference. But when you're a new mom and you're up every two hours and you're breastfeeding, you're pumping, a lot of that is just lack of sleep. You're just miserable. Yeah. Yeah. But I also am like... You know, when do, when do, when is your partner supposed to step up and kind of like help with some of that burden? Like, yeah, I know that mm-hmm. it's tough for moms who decide to breastfeed because obviously they're their sole source of, you know, the mm-hmm. child's food. And like, if they're waking up in the middle of the night, they can't wake up your husband. But like, how mm-hmm. do you balance out these duties, even though the chi- child biologically is like more reliant on you? I mean, men can help the partners, whoever can help many ways. They could do things like clean out the, um, pump stuff so like Mm -hmm. after i pump my milk you're cleaning out my supplies so they're ready and fresh the next two hours Mm -hmm. um sometimes just being up with the mom is helpful maybe have somebody Mm -hmm. to talk to (laughs) while you're doing all this i mean Mm -hmm. it's changing the diapers you know there are so many ways that the partner can help during postpartum Um, yeah whether or not that's happening i guess that just depends on the person's individual relationship honestly that just makes me think about single moms and my own mom like my own mom had three children by the time that she was 25 Mm -hmm. i can't imagine and like single mom like what that Mm -hmm. was like that must have been incredibly difficult she must it is like yo 
I cannot even imagine. I'm 30, what? And I'm like, three kids by myself? Mm. No matter what age, that's really tough. Yeah. And you know, it's funny. I don't actually hear a lot of the conversation. I don't know. I know women who are single moms, but I, I never thought to really ask, like, what was that like yeah. during that stage? Yeah. And some, and you know, some women did have like aunts and moms and stuff who are probably more helpful, if we're being honest, than the man yeah. would anyway. Yeah. Um, my mom spent, um, two weeks or so with me when my, mm-hmm. you know, when I gave birth for both children. So that help is like amazing. You know, yeah. moms know they've been there. I'm thinking about, you know, the village that it takes to like raise a kid and like a lot of single moms do have the support of family. Obviously, it's not the same as like having somebody in the house or like, but you know, just mm-hmm. having somebody that can like watch your kids on the weekend or will like help bring you stuff or like be there mm-hmm. after you have, you know, that makes a huge difference. I feel like there's like, how do you do that when you're not surrounded by family? Like that? That, that's, I can't imagine how difficult it is. I mean, after my first one, I always told myself like, yo, I would never do this alone. This is insane. Yeah. Like, I, this is horrible. These are horrible feelings I'm feeling. And again, some women, every pregnancy is different. Some women, quote, have easy pregnancies. Mm-hmm. And then some women have pregnancies that are hard. Yeah. Like you're in and out the hospital. You have all this pain. And I'm not, and I'm not even talking about just the vomiting, just the emotional aspect of it. Yeah. There's a, uh, I forgot what the term is. It's like hyper something where you're throwing up all the time and constantly sick. Yes. I think uh, we talked about that before. Um, yeah. There is a term for it. I forgot. Yeah. It starts yeah. with a, it's like something. But yeah. I can't imagine that. Like what? Like you're just sitting there sick for nine months straight. For nine months. Like, oh, no, thank you. Like, and also just thinking about housing somebody in my body for nine mm. months, nine months of my life. I'm, I am sacrificing I'm to house this sorry. child. My body is no longer my own. Mm. Like, oh, my Lord, Jesus. Yes. <laughs> I know. And what's crazy is I think more women, we should have these conversations when we're young adults. I never sat around and talked with my girlfriends about what it would be like to be pregnant, right? It's kind of like, uh-huh. oh, you just do it. <laughs> like it just, or someone, <laughs> it just pops up. But it's like, if we actually talked about what motherhood looked like, I mean, would we plan better? I don't yeah. know. I would, yes, that's what I'm saying. I feel like these conversations need to be had and they're starting to be had more. But I can't remember mm. anybody talking about this stuff before. Like Me, me neither. And I think parents should be more honest. I mean, um, our mothers, to me, like should talk to their daughters, should talk to their sons about what it was really like, if they can remember, you know, sometimes. Yeah, sometimes like, they don't oh, remember. Definitely, like some type of quiz with the man, like, okay, do you like infants? Because I've heard these things. I even heard this <laughs> from my husband. Some men, like, I don't like infants. I like when they get older and they're walking around. And it's like, eh, but okay. what about the first year? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like what? I don't. It's not about whether you like the infant. This is your right. <laughs> I'm like, okay, good talk. But um, <laughs> like, yeah, I just think it seems like a huge commitment for the next eighteen years it of is, your life. God, it's a major commitment. And then, like, <laughs> if you have multiple children, it's like, when does it end? Every time yeah. you think you got one child about to be out the house, yeah. <laughs> I, I want to go back to like what you said about like, am I ever going to return to my true self? Like, do you ever return to your true self or does your true self just shift into like a new person? Mm, that's a good question. Um, I think since I have a, like a decent gap between my first and my second, I would say that it's possible. Mm-hmm. I just think that 
when they're young, it's rough. And depending yeah. on what your responsibilities are, yeah. it may feel like it's never ending. But yeah. I think that may be part of the reason why I was, you know, ready to have another one. Because I'm like, oh, I'm back. Mm. I'm ready for another one. Oh, <laughs> but then okay. You, got it. Then you have it. You're like, oh, my God. Did I think this through? <laughs> yeah. That's so true. But it's like you love them so much, I assume, that, like... <laughs> You kind of right. just forget. You're like, oh, yeah, this is great. Yeah. I love my child. They're not like... And once they get to the like the toddler stage, they're so fun. Like, uh, okay, maybe not like three, but like four, <laughs> five. Yeah. Like I babysat for 10 years. So like I know the stages. And once they get there, they're just so cute and inquisitive and like... Yeah. They have their it's, moments, obviously. Yeah. it's. But, a, I mean, it's amazing. Like it is an amazing experience. Like you say, you're thinking about like, wow, this kid was like literally in my... Stomach. It's just crazy. Yeah. And now it's out of me. It's like a, it's a beautiful experience, beautiful, scary experience. Yeah. So interesting. Um, yeah. And I guess if we think about, we talked about this in another episode. For me, it's like leaving my legacy. I used to always dream mm. of having a whole bunch of children mm-hmm. to carry on, you know, my DNA and my history and they have more children. And yeah. Alive. But it just didn't work out that way. Yeah. Because pregnancy for me was really, really difficult. And yeah. that those are things like you don't plan for. We mm-hmm. always, you know, you have these plans. I'm going to do this. And then here comes pregnancy. Like, nope. Yeah. That's not about to happen. And then I also just think about like for women who can't have children in society, it's also super tough because it's like, mm-hmm. I felt like our value is placed upon mm-hmm. having kids. <laughs> like literally like yeah. if you're not married or you're not having kids and you're not seen as valuable. And like, if you do have a kid, it's always okay. Like when's the next one coming? And then when's the next mm-hmm. one coming? Or like, you know, like it's always never like enough for mm-hmm. for women so i just think that that's also You're just right no i think that that makes sense because as again as the kind of societal norms are changing mm-hmm. maybe some at some point we'll reach a place where less and less women are not going to have kids because they don't want them yeah and i do think a lot of women have kids because it's like what we're supposed to do or this yeah. man i'm with he wants wants me to have children i have heard plenty of stories of women like eh, i'm done but the man wants more but and even because like- he's the breadwinner. Go ahead. And even when you think about women who are like, yeah, I don't want to have kids. Everyone's always like, oh, you'll change your mind. Mm-hmm. Like, just give it some time. It's never just like, <laughs> actually, like, no, I don't want to have kids. You know, like, yeah. and, and that's fine. Like, our value is placed so much in, like, motherhood. Like, mm-hmm. like, okay, this is your role. This is what you're supposed to do. And if you don't do it, then you're seen as less valuable in society. Mm-hmm. But then right. at the same time, when you do have kids, you're put on the back burner. And, like, nobody supports you. Like, our society is not set up to support mothers okay. with the f- with the freaking maternal leave, with nothing, mm-hmm. with this resources, mental health resources. Like, there's just so much lacking in the way we treat moms. So it's like, okay, you're, you're supposed to do these things, right? When you do them, okay, you did it. We don't care anymore. <laughs> We're not going to support you. And if you don't do it, what the hell is wrong with you for not doing it? Right. It's, and then it's, it's even worse for women of color. Yeah. <laughs> you like you uh, take all that and then now I'm a woman of color and then I still got to deal with racist nurse, racist doctors, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. I mean, that's yeah. a whole, I, I even forgot about that part. It's like, we're so, we can't even worry about the regular motherhood issues and we're worrying about, you know, dying while giving yeah. birth. Yeah. No, that's, I mean, maternal death rates. Would you say that you experience like any racism in your like Definitely. Like. Can you talk about I that? actually, um, 
I actually discussed this recently with a woman and she's like a photographer and I think a journalist. I'm not sure her role, but anyway, she asked me um, some people to speak out on it. And I know that DC has the highest maternal death rate. Did I say that right? In the country. So mm-hmm. apparently like it's, it's so bad. It's like worse than countries. Like I believe it was compared to like Bolivia, like a lot of like, like how sway? How? Right. In the District mm-hmm. of Columbia and so-called Chocolate City, where they're uh, probably one of the highest places with educated black women, we're still not getting proper service, like proper health care, yeah. proper prenatal care. And my experience from my last pregnancy was so scary because I had all this information in my head, like, I don't want to die giving birth. I don't want to die giving birth. Like, those are like thoughts that were coming through my head. And I had an incident while in labor in which someone checked my cervix and said that I wasn't ready. When I say someone, it was a white woman. Mm-hmm. Um, she was a medical student. And I'm just like, I hate medical. That's another whole nother discussion. But she checked me. She said, I'm not ready. But I'm like, no, like I'm in pain. Mm-hmm. And I'm like wondering if people are there looking at me because I'm not showing that I'm in pain. Like I'm not, or because I'm black, maybe she said, I don't know what it was, but I knew mm-hmm. that I needed an epidural. And they said I was not ready. Yikes. And sure enough, um, Moments later, the baby's coming. And so I ended up giving a natural birth. I did not want to have a natural birth. Yikes. Um, it was very painful. I was scared. I thought I was blacking out. And all because someone didn't take my pain seriously. Yeah. I mean, there's like studies that show that, that yeah. like medical doctors, a lot of white medical doctors think that black people can like biologically mm-hmm. take more pain. And I'm like, yeah. What the hell? Just crazy mm-hmm. things. And so I'm like, all, I think even if you are informed all of those undertones are going to constantly like be present and like, yes. I mean, when you actually do think about pregnancy, you do have to think like, could I die? Mm -hmm. Because it's literally what was on my mind. What made me even more like realize this more was like hearing Serena Williams story. And I'm like this rich black woman, you know, it don't matter. It don't even, obviously we know that it didn't matter. You know, if you're rich, you're still black, but I was just Mm. like, wow. Like they won't even listen to Serena Williams. she almost died because somebody wouldn't listen to her like that Mm -hmm. means i was just like so imagine everybody else you know (laughs) when you're when you're poor when you're black when you're you know you're in the hospital room and your insurance is is medicaid yeah you're in there without a man do not take you seriously no and when i gave birth to mahati i had to deal with microaggressions i mean i was in there for a scheduled induction and they were like moving like i'm telling you like three white couples came even though i had like a schedule they were just letting them go let them go and then it was finally my turn and thank god i actually had the support there from my mother and mm-hmm. three of my aunts three of mm-hmm. all our aunts yeah yeah um and it, it i didn't i don't know what i would have did at that moment without them what did um, they do how did they support you they went straight to, both my mother and one of our aunts is our alumni of this university so they mm-hmm. just went straight to the top so i was like oh we got some lawyers here it's like oh we got to show that we're something of worth for you all to take it seriously that's horrible horrible and then um the nurse this is the worst part i was like damn near in tears and so my husband's like holding my i'm in a wheelchair my husband's like holding my hand and she goes um she's like okay so is this your mother and she's like is this your friend friend (laughs) like i'm like what my mother went off like my my mother she knew i was going under a lot of stress she just let my husband take me to the room and i'm pretty sure she said what she had to say to that nurse i was like damn we can't even get the 
this man is holding my hand. We both got rings on. <laughs> yeah, like, that's horrible. You can't even ask, like, is this your significant other? You just say, oh, and your friend. Mm. Like, damn. So that really was hurtful to me. That I will never forget that moment in the hospital. And I'm like, uh-huh. I just don't imagine what the heck other black women are going through. Yeah, I can't And I got even all this support, it. you know, this yeah. education, all the support, all my ducks in a row, and I'm still getting treated like this. That's horrible. A, during a very vulnerable moment. <laughs> yeah, no, for yeah. real. God, I'm so, sorry that happened. Yeah, girl, it's rough out here. <laughs> <laughs> I was always also going to ask you, like, what were your experience and did you have fears? Because you are 35, right? 30, I'll be 35 next month. Okay. <laughs> Okay, it'll be 35 next month. So did you have any fears about like having a baby in your 30s? 30, I would say no, not at the time because I would have been 33. But I do have thoughts of that waiting. Like I'm like, I don't know if I want to do this 38, 39, 40. Oh, yeah. Um, Because there are some, there is some data that says women, you know, have, you know, birthing complications, even with breastfeeding, you know, the older they are. Although plenty of women do it. So Yeah, yeah, exactly. But it is, it is a concern. I mean, I like plenty of women in our family have done it. Yeah, like have babies older and been totally fine. So yeah, so I just oh. I still think it depends on the person and your health. Yeah, so true. What are your thoughts on? Um, and I remember, like mothers, I would say doing too much. Like, I remember <laughs> we've shared this before. Mm-hmm. How I say, like, when it comes to like my son's schoolwork and you know trying to be the super mom and like mm-hmm. doing too much because I feel like society says that I got to be a the best mom yeah and i gotta put my kids before my career Mm -hmm. and myself yeah i don't believe in that (laughs) (laughs) um i believe obviously you should make time for your children obviously it's important that they're getting like love care and support but like i don't believe in like losing yourself because you Mm. have a child i still believe like mom should go on vacation live their best Mm. life go out with their friends like i feel like Mm. when you are still you know, embracing yourself and showing yourself self-love, like your children will ultimately be happier because if you're Mm, stressed out, mm -hmm. like that your kids are going to read that, you know, like, and being home with kids all day, doing all the work, stressing yourself out, trying to do all this stuff is going to have an ultimate, going to ultimately going to have a negative impact on them. So I don't believe in none of that that says like your kids need to always come first. No, like you cannot, I mean, you know, it's cliche, but you cannot pour from an empty cup. So, like, what are your mm-hmm. kids getting if you're constantly right. putting yourself last? It's true. Yeah. Waking, waking up, yelling at them, and they're like, yeah. ah. Yeah. But I have, like, yeah, I, I, maybe that's also, like, me speaking. Like, I feel like I have a I, – I don't know. I go back and forth with, about whether I want to have kids or not. But I do think I have, like, a serious – because, like, for example, recently on TikTok, there's been, a, like, a whole new wave of people talking about how, you know, they miss their old selves. You know, mm. like being being able to be honest about it and be like, you know, I really love my child, but I miss who I was before I had this baby. And I feel mm. like it's like more more acceptable to say things like that now where in the past you might have been like shamed for it. Um, and like, I think that's a real fear that I have. Like, I feel like, OK, I'm finally like myself. Uh, I'm good here. Like to throw a child into that mix. I'm like, mm-hmm. I feel like I would have serious. I know I'm, I'm a nostalgic person by nature. So I feel like I would have mm-hmm. serious nostalgia for my previous. <laughs> um, and maybe, you know, the love for the child would like outweigh that. But I think it's mm-hmm. like a real concern that people should be thinking about, especially if you know, like you're prone to depression and anxiety. Mm-hmm. So, 
Yeah. No, you make a good point. It just made me think of um, that I started doing like therapy on the sides and I had a battle with myself, an internal battle. Like if I start doing this therapy on the side, that's going to be like five, six hours. You mean giving therapy? You mean I mean, I'm sorry, giving yeah, therapy. Yeah. That'll yeah. be like five, six hours that I don't get to see my son. Yeah. And I'm like, it was bothering me. I'm like, am I a bad mom? Because I'm not spending um, this quality time with him right now. Like at this mm-hmm. such, at this age, like I had this internal battle and yeah. I had to tell myself like, you know what? This is for my future. Like these are my dreams. Yeah. Like five hours is not going to kill myself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Exactly. For, it's not. And so I completely understand that part of like feeling guilty. But I do think we need to normalize more um, moms like regularly hanging out. Right. Like for me to hang out and like hang with other moms, it's like we're scheduling like months in advance. Like, okay, three months from now. Like it shouldn't be that hard. It should be like, y'all, let's just go out. Yeah. Exactly. You know, we don't. We shouldn't get a special pass as a as a mother to want to hang out with our girlfriends in the streets. <laughs> yeah. Um. You know, I think that's horrible. So I'm I'm definitely trying to change my outlook on that. Yeah, and just like keeping keeping your identity, like you're still the same person. Yes, you might have mm-hmm. kids now, but like at the core, I feel like you're still the same person, and that people like really lose themselves. Like, yeah, and men no, get their. Yeah remain themselves men right. don't men, right. no show stop for men when they have children it's like they get to come and you know come and go as they please right all right i'm going yeah. to the bar i'm going to yeah. the casino i'm going to hang out with the boys it's but it's us that need these passes right right it's, it's sunday right? right actually as a mom I it probably wouldn't be wise for me to be out on a sunday night but before children i would <laughs> Yeah. I just feel like moms get shamed for everything, bro. Like, mm-hmm. everything. If you just, like, read a mom's Instagram comments, mm-hmm. just shame, shame, shame. Like, literally. And, like, especially, like, on TikTok. Like, oh, I'm like, good lord. People can't do anything. You can't, like, play with your children. You can't play jokes on your children. Like, everything. <laughs> some, some, the, the mom police. You shouldn't be raising your child like that. Uh-huh. You shouldn't be doing that. You shouldn't be making them feel this way. I'm like, if it works for me and my child and my family, you right. should not have anything Don't to say about that. it. Yeah. Don't talk like that. Take off that dress. Yeah. It's, it's just, it's a lot of, a lot of shame, a lot of shaming mm-hmm. of moms and what moms are supposed to be. Like, what is the picture perfect mm-hmm. mom? If you love your children, exactly. you're doing the best you can. I feel like. Exactly. Like, and like, look how many moms are stressed the fuck out because they're trying yeah. to be this super mom. Like my kids, yeah. you know, every holiday we got to do this. We got to take family pictures. Your, yeah. You know, your school project. We got to go to Michael's and Hobby Lobby. Like yeah. all this pressure for moms to present well. And like, they're probably effing losing their minds. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> like my my PTA people gonna be sadly disappointed. <laughs> like obviously I'm gonna like care about my child and like you know give them the be- my best foot forward, but not to prove a point to other people, right? You know, right. like if I'm doing it, it's because I want my child to succeed, or I you right. know I want to make it fun for them, and like it's not about like dang I gotta keep up with the other moms. You know, I gotta make sure they're looking at me like I care about my kids. Because if I don't bring these cupcakes, then I don't care. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Made from scratch with all uh, organic ingredients. (laughs) I'm like, you better take these cupcakes that I stopped at the store for. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I definitely felt that like that during the pandemic. I've been seeing all these moms post their uh, at home schools and like they had. 
decorations and they just had like decked out classroom offices for their kids. And I was like, my kid's working at a freaking. And he's doing <laughs> just fine. Yes. Just- <laughs> he doesn't even know the difference. Exactly. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, it's very interesting to see. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Motherhood, man. Oh, I was going to say that I also saw something else on social media, which was like the ways that men can support uh, women. You know, and like Mm -hmm. let them know that, you know, when you're pregnant, that you're a team is like stop drinking for the nine months that your wife stops drinking. (laughs) Yeah, a man was like, actually, hilarious. But a man was actually advocating for it. Like it was his page. And he was like, you know, like it helped me like bond to her and like make made her feel like like we're in this together. Sweet. I probably laughed because I'm like, I think I'm laughing because I'm like, I don't feel like it's realistic. But that is so Uh, sweet. Oh, my God. That would be so wonderful. Yeah, it would. Because you're like, oh, like, look at us. A team. I don't know. I feel like it's there's there's so many different ways. That men can support or your partners can support. Oh, that is that. That would be like a really awesome, especially if the woman was a former drinker, like she really drunk a lot. That's a really hard transition. Yeah. Um, to prepare so it your felt like you're for. making the transition together. Oh, that is sweet. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I just think there are ways that partners can be supportive so that women don't feel that all mm-hmm. of the burden is on them. Yeah. But I wonder, I often, I wonder how this, like, how this burden plays out in, you know, same sex relationships, like with two men yeah. or two women or, yeah. you know, like how. That is, that is interesting. Maybe that that's is actually a, a good question. Maybe that's a future episode. A lot of men may play like damsel in distresses when it comes to children, but at the end of the day, these guys can figure out how to fix the car and the how and all this stuff they know how to take care of a baby just yes. leave that baby with that man and go on about your business he'll yeah, figure right. it out okay yeah the i the last thing i was gonna say is like i find it so weird when people are like oh dang you left the baby with your um husband for the weekend like is he gonna be okay does he know how to do it and i'm like what like we're equal parents my husband is not a babysitter you know like, right and if you think that your husband and not be trusted to stay home with you guys' babies. I'm gonna need you to reevaluate the exactly. relationship. Exactly, <laughs> exactly, exactly. Well, we touched on just a very small part of what I feel like motherhood is, but I hope we did some level of a dive into it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Just a dive. Yeah. Um, anything else you want to add? No, we did. You know, we we did pretty good. I like your idea of maybe doing another episode but we kind of see where other couples um you know how they navigate non-heterosexual couples yeah that would be really interesting to hear um but yes thank you guys so much for joining us um and we will see you in the next episode do not forget to subscribe to us on apple Podcasts. leave us a review it's really helpful to us um follow us on instagram at the talk about it sis podcast engage with us we always love to hear from you and we'll see you guys in the next episode all right deuces deuces